Get ready. It's time. Christina, Catherine, Lisa, Amy, Lauren, and Danny. Welcome to the Cimarelli Podcast. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Lisa. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. I'm Danny. And we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. <laughs> I love that. I Hello, like YouTube. Hey. Every other episode is Patreon only, so every other episode I'm like, hey, Patreon, but now we're episode seven, so I can say, hey, YouTube, welcome back to the Similarly Podcast, or if this is your first time joining us, the Similarly Podcast is an entertaining, uplifting, dang it, I did it again, and full of advice podcast. I put an extra word and it ruined the whole sentence. <sighs> we're going to share personal yeah. stories, advice that's changed our lives, and we're going to be real and vulnerable with you guys, and... This season, which is season three, oh my gosh, is based on our new book, Believe in You, which is available everywhere internationally online, basically, that you can get books. And, and it's in, in stores someplace. Yes, too. and in stores. And it's an awesome book about basically all the major categories of life. We give advice, we share stories, and we just give you kind of like a little guidebook. You know, it's really helpful. It's, it's like a big sister in a book. Yes. Guiding you through life. So it's it's based on all of the messages you guys have asked us, sent us questions. You've <laughs> asked us in messages you sent us throughout the years. So it's going to be really relatable to you because you guys kind of came up with the outline, honestly. Someone asked me yesterday, what age is this for? And I realized um, you could read it uh, probably 11 and up until like 20s and 30s, maybe even in your 40s, you would get stuff out of this in the certain categories. Yeah. You would de- There's probably stuff out of friendships. In there that family that a lot of people so in their 40s have never thought about, honestly. So I don't know if there's much of an age cutoff on this, honestly. Some of it's not gonna be relatable, like dating if you're married. That's but there's still, <laughs> but still date there's, your spouse. There's really interesting <laughs> stuff in there. So I'm just saying uh you don't need to get it only if you're young. It works for a lot of ages. So this episode is about your future. It's like your plans, your career, your future. What what are your what are you gonna do, right? And uh, this is what a, are you gonna do? It's a really uh, tough subject for a lot of people. It makes them really stressed mm-hmm. and uh, cause a lot of anxiety. But it doesn't need to. But we're here to help you out with that. Um, we have a whole chapter on this in the book. We're gonna talk about a few of the things we talk about in the book. We have some really good stuff in here. I wish I'd read it when I was younger, honestly, but you know, I wrote it, so couldn't do that. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that. And um, the first thing we always start with is. Spicy advice Q&A. Question. All right. So this question is from our patron, Sarah Kemp. What's up, Sarah? Hey. Hey, girl. Her question is, can you talk about taking an unconventional path towards achieving your goals? Can I think a lot of young people stress when they feel that they are not on the same timeline as everyone else. Oh, my gosh. That's a, good, that's a really good question. I've Very relatable. That. Okay, first of all, that was so <laughs> relatable to me being an 18, 19, 20-year-old and like, oh, I'm, I'm working, doing my own job, which is like, oh, that's exciting and cool. But then it's really sad when all your friends are having the same experience of going to college and yeah. you're like, well, I don't relate to anything that you're going through. <laughs> I don't relate to the fun times you're having or whatever. I'm just at home babysitting. But anyway... <laughs> That is very relatable. That's a very relatable struggle. Well, so all of us can go there. into this. Yeah. I want to say that um, I did the comparison thing. Like, I'm not on, I'm not far ahead enough, whatever. When I have been doing my career for multiple years, a successful career, I was doing actually really well. But my mindset was off, and I was torturing myself. So you can do this to yourself, even if you're not um, actually struggling. struggling. You can still torture yourself. So... Don't get too down yourself because it doesn't mean that life actually sucks if you're torturing yourself. Could be doing fine. I would say my tip for you is you you probably feel very alone because you're like, oh my gosh, all it yes. seems like all my friends are doing a very similar thing. I'm over here doing this. So my first thing would be find a mentor of someone mm. who has lived a similar mm similar life path to what you want. Or if you can't find a mentor, if you're like, well, I don't know anyone like that, then maybe find someone who's like online or has mm-hmm. written books. Yes. Um, when I was 17, yes. I found this book and it changed my life. You guys know what I'm going to say. Cold Tangerines by Shauna Nequist. And did not she, know you were going to say that. Oh, I, I did. Well, but I'm saying, you know who my favorite author is. I know You, that. you that can answer that no matter what. I've read all of her books like five times. I don't even reread books. But the way she wrote was so cool. And 
it just inspired me so much. And I was like, this is, I want to do nonfiction when I'm older. I've always wanted to be an author, but I didn't really know what that looked like. And she's like a mom too. She does speaking sometimes. Like those were things that I've always been so interested in. So finding someone that's done it mm. was like, and also another second person is Jennifer Fulweiler, who's another amazing author. She's also Catholic and she's a mother of six. So she has a lot of these similar goals. So find someone you can look up to, even if you don't know them in real life, just yes. maybe they're someone who's written books yes. or has a YouTube channel. Let them be your guide. Um, I would say in times when you're feeling like insecure about it, like, oh, I don't fit in with everyone else who's doing all this other stuff. Remember the reason why you started it in the first place. Like get back in touch with how much hmm. like with with how much you love what you decided to do because I know it's not an easy choice to do something unconventional like it's hard but you do it because you're passionate about it and because you love it and also think about if you were living this super conventional life how much you would miss what you're doing right now mm. Mm. yeah and as the queen of trying to measure myself um, against the outside world to see where I am <laughs> I had to realize oh, and I still am realizing that once again, there is no universal timeline. Mm. There is not one timeline that everyone has to follow, even though mm. someone somewhere must have told us that. I don't the know man who, in the sky. but it's I like would like to find them and tell yeah, them that's wrong. We just want to feel connected. Um, yeah. The only path and timeline that matters is the one that God has for you. Mm. So it's between you and the good Lord, okay? No one no else. One else. Mm-hmm. And also something that is very real relieving to hear especially if you're listening to this and you're a teenager is like you feel all this pressure like oh my gosh I'm 18 I need to know exactly what I'm gonna do Mm. most people I read this somewhere I don't remember some book they were saying like statistically most people have multiple careers in their life so just knowing that what you're doing right now or maybe you don't even know what you want to do it might change and that's okay the job that you want might not even you don't even know it exists so keep that in mind as well it's true Okay, I have two things. I have a really, really helpful tip for you. Um, first of all, when Cal's talking about find like other people, maybe you don't have to know them in real life. They're on YouTube or they're in a book. This helped me so much. I didn't have a mentor at all. Um, that's a really smart idea. I wish I had gone out and found one or some because that would have been really smart. But what I did was I read a lot and watched a lot of videos of different people who had um, dead or alive, who had done wild things in their life to see what the trajectory of their life was. And it's not like this. It's like down, up, down, up. And when you see their story come to life, basically, you get such a better um, idea of what it means to actually have success in your life or to achieve something, you realize it doesn't, it's not like then this great thing happened and then I succeeded again and then I was just perfect and then Mm -mm. I was great at everything. It's Mm -mm. not how it goes. But we think it is because movies, a lot of movies like when you're little will look like that. So you can start to think that if you're not succeeding at everything, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Oh my gosh, now my career, my future, everything is going to be horrible because I failed. But when you study other people's stories, you will see that is not true. So that helped me so much. Number two, you need to do this. I am dead serious. You need to do this. Write down all these thoughts you're having like, I am not far enough along in my career. Or like, I am behind this person and this. Everyone else is doing, I don't know what your thoughts are. Just write them. Write the negative ones. These are things you're saying to yourself every day or every week. Listen to me. If you say this to yourself every day or every week, you're not making yourself more ahead. I know you're Mm. like keeping it on your mind like, oh, it's important. I keep thinking about it. You're not helping yourself. You're literally just knocking yourself down Mm. and making yourself feel worse every day. This is not helping you, but you think you're helping yourself. You're not. Here's what you need to do instead. You need to write them down and then you need to write a more positive spin of it on the right across from each one of those things. And that needs to become the new set of thoughts that you replay over and over and over. You're still thinking about the same thing. You know, we're not saying forget about it. Definitely don't. You're still going to be thinking about it, but this time with an actual helpful positive spin on it. So let me give an example or or if anyone can think of an example, if one of them was like, I'm behind everyone, you could say, I do not have to follow the path everyone else is on. Mm. And you could go further than that and say, like, I have this plan. You wrote out your plan. And you could say, I'm following my plan. Mm. If you don't have a plan at all, you might need to write out a plan. And that might be part of your anxieties. Like, that might be an actual problem, you know? Mm. So come up with a plan and then you can repeat that. So 
for instance, whenever I make a mistake, I used to be like, you screwed up, you suck, basically. But now I say, I'm allowed to make mistakes and learn from them. I'm a human. I say that every time instead of beating myself down. And it helps so much. So that is a definitely like a must do. Anything else before we move on to the topic of conversation? Okay. <laughs> topic of conversation for today regarding your future. We're going to talk about passion and mindset. It might not be what you think. We'll see. So we're going to start with passion. Lisa, what's the first thing we got to tell the viewers? So you have this thing and you're so passionate about it and you've discovered what you want to do with your life. Let's say that you have. Well, we've been in that position because we found our passion. <laughs> we have. But people around you may not understand and support you. So like I remember we already had a career starting really well on YouTube. We were living in LA. We were signed with a record label, a major record label. And then I would go home to Sacramento and visit my friends. And I remember standing in my friend's kitchen and her, her like dad I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Things are going well, but like, don't, don't you have like a backup plan or something? Or like, are you guys going to get like real jobs or something like that? And I was like, uh, no, I was just like sassy 16 year old in my brain being like, you don't know what you're talking about, which it ended up panning out really well. So he didn't. But it was still funny that I was like, you stupid old man. But, uh, you know, well, it's like, why? I was like, we are getting millions of views. Like, I don't know if you understand that it's going well. He like, didn't understand. He didn't Probably understand didn't that at get all. It. But whatever. Even if, but if it wasn't going well, I would be like really upset by that. I'd be like, oh gosh, he's right. Like, yeah, it's I not going to help you. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, oh no, I should listen to him. But. We didn't. So you face that a lot um, when you're starting something. Like you have a dream, you have a vision in your head. You probably have a belief in yourself, and a, and you're able to see like, oh, I know that I'm here, but I can get here. But people don't see you here. They don't see the vision in your head. They just see what you are right now. So they're like, oh, you're not this thing. But you have to remember that they can't see what you can see. So even though they don't believe in your vision, you have the vision. You go for it. Mm. And then when you get there, everyone's going to be like, oh, good job. All the same people that were and like. And they mean well mm. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes they actually mean well. And they're trying to be like, oh, I hope you have a backup. They're trying to help yeah. you out. Yeah. But really, they're just saying, like, I don't believe in you that you're actually capable of this. Yeah. I they, they think that you need to do something less um, some Difficult. something smaller with your life, yeah. and people will and put you, you have a big plan. They're like, do something small. Put you down for even like things that aren't that big of a deal. Where it's like you can definitely do that. It's not that crazy. And they're like, oh yeah. gosh, I think it's so don't impossible. Take that risk, yeah. and it's so not even that much of a risk. I was gonna say the same thing. Like this goes for people like who aren't trying to do some crazy career. Like you're not trying to musician. You're not trying to do like a crazy risky thing. You're just like in a small town, and you want to like leave the small town and like go to school somewhere yep. else, or like go be a career that's not the conventional career in your small town because everyone has like every town has like the trade that everyone does like that can also be like on a smaller scale it doesn't have to be some crazy thing like people oh, will yeah. feel uncomfortable with your mm -hmm. dreams regardless of how crazy they might like, seem you can't be a doctor yeah like look you're I'm gonna be a farmer smart enough to be a doctor yeah. I want to do woodworking and I want to have my wood carvings you know, on yes. shows I think people are uncomfortable seeing other people like go for it and do something like really interesting. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. You should just do something like normal and chill and don't take a risk and don't do something exciting. Just be normal because that's what I'm doing. And if yeah. you do that, then I have to question my own life and say, am I capable of more? So they want to mm -hmm. kind of make it seem like you're capable of less because they're scared that maybe they aren't as ca mm. capable as much as they thought, or maybe they are and they're really scared that they haven't done anything about it. So there's a yeah. lot of yeah. psychological things you know, behind this. You know what else is a lot of people believe in you more than they believe in themselves. So if they're putting you down, like, you can't oh, do that. Gosh. Imagine the things they're saying to themselves. Because we so generally sad. believe in everyone else more than we believe in ourselves. That's true. true. Yeah. And also, yeah. too, like, if you want to do a job that is more, like, quote, ordinary there's nothing wrong with that if that's what your true passion is and that's yeah. what you love you do that like every job there's dignity in it there's you know there's <laughs> there's goodness in that job but, but just I think the point we're saying why. is yeah like is it do because something you that you yeah. love and that yeah. you feel is your gifts and your passion 
that's where you're going to be the most fulfilled because you spend so many hours at that job. You need to feel good about it and about yeah. yourself. Oh, nothing. Do I look concerned? You look very concerned. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was like, what? You're like, oh, no. I, oh, no. That's my listening face. Amy's listening face. <laughs> We're going to give some examples of that we've experienced. Lisa gave a good one um, in the band. I do remember being a teenager. I mean, this is a lot more wild and telling everyone I was going to do this and people being like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Which is pretty rude, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never said that to someone before. Why would you go after that? I think I've said before, like, do you have a plan? Stuff like that, which they could have asked me, which they didn't. So a lot of people, a lot of parents really try to put me down. Like, you're not going to go to college. People did say a lot of stuff like that. There was a lot of times in our career that we want to do something unconventional, take a risk. And a lot of people around us, like uh, people at the record labels, oh my, or record label we worked with, oh my gosh. There's a lot of moments where they did not believe in what we were trying to do. At all, yeah. people at, I don't want to name all the companies. I'm trying to think of how to say it without that. Um, people at different companies we worked with. This happened a lot. You tell them something and they just look you in the eye and they're like, yeah, mm, like, that's dumb. You can't write your own songs. Like, they're just not going to be good. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to take off. You're not going to be successful. I think the point is that you can't really count on other people to believe in you. Yeah. You and believe in you. Beyond that. You have to be able to believe in yourself. People don't know your future. These people yes, act they like don't. they act like, like they know watched, you can't accomplish like, that. I've watched your life play out in a movie. I know it's going to happen. <sighs> like, you don't know other yeah. people's potential. And, like, sometimes people real. I mean, even our musical theater company, this guy was, like, started taking all this voice lessons and he used to sing like oh, da, 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 da. like he, he was tone no, deaf he was absolutely horrible and he went on to he's like 42nd street they get, he ended up getting the role with like the big high note in really the end good voice. he went he from great. absolutely horrible he could not I, match pitch I was before. like that guy will never be a singer but I can't see his potential there was a lot he there an actual singer. that we did yeah. not yeah. see yeah. I just like to remind people that people literally defy the norm Every single day. Yeah. And ju- so just because someone's saying, like, people said to us all the time, oh, you know that, like, music is a really hard industry. Yeah. You know really? that it's, yes, it is what? very hard. But people still figure out a way to make it. Yeah. So why couldn't we be one of those people? You know, yeah. and maybe that's the thing. Maybe you spend 50 years working on your music and you never, quote, make it. You spent 50 years doing the thing that you were passionate about. That yeah. is, like, to me, that's a, a life well lived. Even if you're not yeah. a multimillionaire at the end, like, I don't know. I, I mean, just, you stayed alive that whole time and you didn't starve to death. So that's a pretty good accomplishment. Main, main thing is don't let other people tell you you are not good enough or capable enough or whatever it is to accomplish something. You know, they might be right that you don't end up doing it. I don't know what's going to happen. But don't let them stop you from trying. Yeah. Like maybe there's a different way you could do it. There's so many possibilities in this world, honestly. Yeah. So don't let other people cut down your dreams, tell you you need to live more like, I don't want to say simply, sim- living simply is actually a good thing. Uh, live more like, like within small. their like box. Small. Yeah. Don't yeah. let them cut you down and act like your future needs to be less than what it really can be. Yeah, yeah. And you know don't what? Don't let them. Even if you wanted to be a singer, you don't end up being a huge famous singer. It doesn't end up being your career. You could still work really hard at your singing and become like a singer at your church or something or just get really good at singing. That is an accomplishment be really in itself. Fulfilling. To yeah. be like, I love doing this and I did it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You could be singing for like children in hospitals who have cancer and oh my get amazing mm-hmm. fulfillment out of that. Like there's so many ways you can do the thing you're passionate Seriously. about. It's not yeah. conventional. Oh, so yeah. that is a good point that brings me to our next point, which is about having a solid why behind what you're doing. So I can say from experience, I've lived this out. I have had part of our career. I was really going for it without having much of a solid why or not a good one. And then I have the other part where I did. And it is such, such a difference. So beginning of our career, you know, I always wanted to be a role model. So I always wanted to be kind of the wholesome brand that we are. I always wanted to do that. But really, I just wanted to be famous, honestly. It's like, yeah, I just want to be famous and have money and bubble. That's not a good why at all. That's not the thing that's going to keep you going unless you're crazy. When it's cold and dark in the morning and you need to do this work and you don't want to do it. When you're tired, it's late at night, you have to finish something up. When it's the middle of the day and you're tired and you don't want to focus on anything and you'd rather do something fun instead of this task that you don't want to do. To do those things that you don't want to do, because some of work is really fun, but there are things that are not as fun. What's going to keep you going? A why that means something to you. So when we got into your worth it, that time of our career, and we realized like, whoa, 
we are really impacting people. Like, this is amazing. This is fulfilling. Wow. That changed everything. Because I realized, like, I'm making an impact on this world. World. That's insane. So when I would feel, like, down about things, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, have those the thoughts I used to have about, like, well, uh, I, I want to be famous. That's going to keep me. That doesn't really inspire me. I'd be like, you know what? Maybe this thing didn't work out that I just tried. Like, maybe that video didn't do well or maybe something didn't go very well. But we are changing lives every day in a positive way, and I'm so proud of that. And I want to keep trying. I want to try again because this is worth it. This is worth it to me. So you might be thinking like, how do I apply this to like any old job, right? Like working at the post office. Well, where was, what was that? Was that in a book or something? I don't remember where I got this from. Um, or maybe that was in real life. Okay. Let's just say you work at a post office and you interact with people every day and you have a chance to like turn their day around or like connect with them in some way Mm. that can be a part of what means something to you, as well as maybe there's other things in your job that you do and you want to get better and better. Maybe you have a, um, a goal of like owning, I don't know, owning the post office. I'm making it up, right? You have somewhere you're trying to get from there and this is like a stepping stone in the way. And maybe also, maybe your career is something where you like it. It has some kind of why behind it that means something to you, but it's not your biggest one. Maybe your biggest one is in something that you volunteer for on the side. That's an option. Obviously, if you can make your career, that's ideal to be paid for what you love doing and that <coughs> thing that you're passionate about, that's ideal. But you got to have a why behind it or else nothing's going to push you when times get really rough. You're probably just going to be like, eh, whatever, I don't care. If you don't have a solid why... It's just not going to happen. So do you guys have any anything you want to add about having a why? I just remembered a time when I was, like, checking out at the grocery store, and the girl that, like, rang me up was so nice and in such a good mood. She, like, turned my energy around or whatever, and I walked out smiling, and I was like... Oh. I was like, that girl was so nice. That's a like, really good point. Aw, she wait, that's a really impacted good point. me so much. Like, you can make your impact in your local community so much just by, like, interacting with people. Like, you can have influence. Because mm. people go to the grocery store, like, every week. Some people oh, go yeah. every day. So you could be like, I'm at this place. I'm providing people with they, the food that's going to keep them go, keep them living. That's kind of a big deal, honestly. You can look at it that way. You can be like... I'm just sitting here working this crappy job. You can look at it a different way. You're serving your community. You can be passionate about it. Yeah. I have actually, like, been on a walk in my neighborhood, and then someone drives by and gives me a real genuine smile. And, like, there's literally been times where I'm in the worst mood. I'm, like, really down on myself, really upset. And somebody smiles like that at me, and I'm like, wow. Like, it changed my mood and changed my perspective on life. Like, Mm. Literally just being a genuine person in your interactions makes an impact. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Find your why. Okay, let's everything. go to mindset. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is make or break. Like I said before about your mindset, whatever you're telling yourself every day, that's going to drive your actions. Your beliefs are driving your actions, right? So if you can change your mindset, you can change so, you can change everything that you're in control of, everything, if you change your mindset. So the first, oh my gosh, huge thing we're going to talk about is failure. Mm. Lauren and Amy, Lauren, Amy, take it away. So we're going to talk about failure for a second. And more importantly, we're going to talk about my personal um, issues with it. Now, Lauren has a song called Pressure, which mm. I deeply relate to <laughs> as one of the queens of pressure, which I am working through. But one of the biggest reasons we don't go for things that we want, and we might not even realize this, is because we're afraid of failure. Mm. I have been terrified of failing my whole life about for literally anything, and it didn't always make sense in my brain that I was scared of failing until I started pointing it out. Like, oh, you don't want to learn how to longboard because you're afraid of falling. Well, guess mm. what? I fell and I got back up mm. and it was fine. Like, I'm scared of, I don't know, trying out this new thing because I don't want to look bad and I don't want people to like think less of me. Well, if people think less of you because you failed, sorry. Like, that's not your problem. Yeah, who asked them, honestly? Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, make sure you are real with yourself of what is your fear. Are you afraid of failure? You know? Probably are. I think probably <laughs> everyone is, unless something different happened. I don't know. <laughs> um, but something that 
Unless something different happened. <laughs> I don't know, like something different. I've never failed. But I had a big perspective change on failure because, yes, I am very similar to Amy in that regard where I put so much pressure on myself. Like, if I do something well, but I don't do it as good as it could be, I will take that as a failure. Like, I mm. take that, like to an extreme like I take quote failure so hard and it was kind of getting to a breaking point for me where I was like I am stressing myself out so much and like making myself just so miserable all the time because mm. I feel like I'm failing in like everything all the time it's like, like I'm you never defined good all these other things this equals failure this yes. equals failure yes things that didn't you made them I equal wasn't failure. failing but I was uh. seeing everything as a failure mm. And it was stopping me from, like, starting projects or Ooh, from relatable finishing projects. It was making relatable. me procrastinate things so to the last minute because I was like, uh, I don't even want to, like, put work into this because if it doesn't go the way that I think it should go, then I'm going to be so devastated. But... The key word in that sentence I just said is, well, the key phrase, phrase is the way I think it should go. Should. Well, that's sure. the word for me. The I way think. I should. think it should go. So I realized I don't actually know what is the way that things should go. Like Lisa was saying, like, I haven't seen a movie play out of my life and seen like oh this is exactly how everything's supposed to go and I realized that first off if the things that I was doing that were just not good enough in my standards I was seeing those as failures and that wasn't necessarily true maybe things that could be logically seen as failures to most people weren't actually failures either mm. because it's like your life is so much bigger than one event that happens. Ooh. And I don't know, just as more time goes by, as I get older in life, I'm looking back and seeing there's so many things that I was so upset about, like, oh, that should have done better. Like, that didn't go well. That didn't go as planned. And it was actually preparing me to do something really important. Like the lessons that I learned from that Ooh. gave me what I needed to succeed in something else. Like, I, I don't know, I just had this perspective change. Like I'm not supposed to like win everything. Mm. I'm not supposed oh. to do quote well at everything. Like sometimes it's just the first time you do something, you don't really know what you're doing. You try your best. And it doesn't really go that well. But that's okay because Normal. there's so much more time ahead of you and so many more chances you have to do this thing. And every time you fail at something, you learn something and you do it even better the next time. So mm. every time you fail, if you let yourself look at it actually for what happened and be okay, where did I go wrong? What can I do better next time? You just keep getting better and better and better and better. But if you let your fear of failure stop you from even doing any of those things, you're never going to get better. If you are so devastated by the failure that you won't look at what happened and change it for the mm. next time, mm. you're not going to get better. So oh, if you stop letting failure be such like a, what is that called? Like something that pushes you off like your a path. Deciding if you stop letting it be such a deterrent for you, it can actually be such an advantage Ooh. if you don't let it like define you as like a bad person or someone who's not good enough because that's not what it means. Everyone fails. It just means you're human and you don't know everything there is to know. That's wow. all that it means. Oh, and here's a, just to cap that, here's like a definite, like if you think about it, what is failure? Is failure, oh, I wanted to sell 10 pieces of furniture. I don't know, <laughs> just an example. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I didn't sell them, I'm a failure. No. I don't think that. Here's a new way of looking at failure. In my, from my opinion, view, failure is not trying. That is a failure. A failure is you didn't try. You didn't put your all in. You gave it 
zero effort. You gave it 10% effort when you could have given it 100%. Mm. To me, a success, because Lauren's saying, when you do things, you try, you learn. A success is I put in my full effort to this and I gave it like my best shot because I really believe like Lauren's saying, if you keep doing that over and over, giving your best effort and putting in all you have and not letting that fear control you, you're going to get it eventually. And you're going to hit that mark that you wanted. But that's, I don't know. To me, failure is actually just not trying. But also even further than that, if you don't try something at one point in your life and then you end up trying it later, it wasn't a failure that you didn't try before because maybe later in your life was when you were actually ready for it. So mm. even then, sometimes That's not true. trying isn't even the failure. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Well, it well, depends I'm thinking on how about, you look at it. Yeah, I'm saying like long term of your life. If you go through your whole Never life trying and you don't yeah. really give an effort, the that's kind of like you're a long term regret. failure. Yeah, you're only going to regret when you're like, wow, I actually could have done that yeah, and I didn't, know, I didn't make it happen. Thing. So yeah. I'm going to tell you guys about a failure we had um, as as a band, as a company. Um, it wasn't actually our fault, but it kind of was. A few years ago, we had a big financial failure, and it wasn't technically our fault, but none of us was actually looking into the finances. This is before I was not so involved like I am now, and we weren't looking at it. We didn't realize that things were dwindling down, and we got into this like financial crisis. It was pretty freaking bad, actually, because we don't have the jobs, you know? We don't have college degrees. So we got into this place, and I'm going to tell you how we got out of it. I'm going to tell you what I do when there's a failure. We have a lot of failures because we try a lot of things. If you try and you do a lot of things, you're going to have a lot of failures, okay? So I fail all the time. So I'm going to tell you what I do when I have, like, especially a big one, like a harder one to get out of. This is what I do. You stop and you assess what's going on. First of all, do not run away. This is what most people do. They go, oh, I don't want to think about this. Bye. And they run away. Do not do that. Stop and assess. Okay, what happened? What went wrong? And then what do I need to do to get out of here? So I made a rough plan. I didn't know if it was going to work. I thought it was going to work. I didn't know if it was going to work. I made a rough plan of how to get out of the situation. And I said, you know, if it doesn't work in the first few weeks, few months, we'll just reassess and try something new, right? But you got to have a plan. You got to try something. I made a plan of what we were going to do. And we got our mindsets right. I printed out all these positive quotes. I hung them up all around my room everywhere. And I was like reading them and like letting them sink in. All of us, none of us, uh, we were having like really good mindsets about this. None of us was like, this isn't going to work. This, like everyone was in a really good, um, maybe you weren't actually in the mindset, but everyone's actions were really positive and uplifting for such a hard time. And so I made a plan. I did what Lauren's talking about where you assess like how did this failure happen? And it happened from not looking at financial things that I should have been looking at. That's what happened. I ignored things. That's how it happened. And also, what did I learn from it? I learned a lot from it. And I looked at the past. What did I learn from the past of like, how do we make money before? How do we do this before? How do we do this? And I took all those things that I learned and put them into the new plan. And then we just put everything into working really hard on this new plan. And you know, some of the days I was working from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. I was working long hours. I wasn't getting that much sleep, but we were in a crisis and I had to get out of it. So it was like desperate times call for desperate measures. You can't do that. That's not sustainable, but um, eventually going to crash. But for a short period of time, it worked out. So um, I did all those things and then got out of it. And some of the things didn't work and I had to readjust. I had to look back at them, analyze why didn't that work and then readjust the plan and then move forward with a new plan. Sometimes I've had to do this a million times. I keep readjusting, but every time we have a failure, that's what we do every single time. And eventually you try enough things, you're going to find a way out or you're going to find a new path altogether. And you're going to take what you learned um, onto that new path. Because big, 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 big major key is within every failure is the seed of an equal or greater success Woo! equal love or that. greater love that it's a seed though what do you have to do with the seed you have to actually plant it, plant it. water it you have to actually water it in good soil it actually you have to actually do something with it, it it's not a success it's a seed of a success right equal or greater okay so if you if you study um like i said in the last episode i don't know if you guys saw it, it's on patreon only join our patreon if you want to see that if you saw in the last episode i talked about how if you study um people who have done amazing things in life they will have catastrophic failures, and it makes sense if you think about that. They're here. They have this catastrophic failure. Then somehow they end up here because in that failure, there was the seed of an equal or greater success, meaning when they had this huge failure falling from here to here, they learned all of these things. If they look back at it, they can see, oh, my gosh, this, 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 this. 
oh my gosh, I know how to not do all those things. Or maybe I'll go here. Next time I'll go here, right? That's what happens. You learn mm. so many lessons if you'll actually analyze what happened. So don't let failure scare you off. It's a normal thing. Don't beat yourself up. Don't let other people beat yourself, beat you up. Because once again, who asked them? Even if it's your relative, who asked? Who asked them to come in and be like, you failed. You suck. You didn't do that right. Who asked? Nobody asked. Also, okay? people that are, have catastrophic, like gigantic failures. I mean, some people lose like hundreds of millions of dollars. Imagine even making that much in your life and then losing it. People that have failures of that size have giant successes because those people are willing to take huge risks and put themselves out there. The smaller all your failures are, that means like the less that you put yourself out there, the less, less that you, you tried, took. the less that you ever did. Mm. I like to do calculated risks. I calculate, <laughs> uh, sometimes they're not calculated. I like to calculate things, get an idea, and then jump in. That's mm. what I like to do. You know, it's different for everyone. All right, so failure, don't let it stop you. Let's move on to a really, 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 really common topic. Amy, what is this thing that people talk about, they deal with? It's very common to oh, deal with. What is it's it? It's very common. A lot of my friends have gone through this. I'm it's not like adding everyone. anybody. Everyone goes through this. And this is the idea that what you pick right now, and a lot of kids in high school go through this too, you have to stick with for the rest of your life, which is very much false. false. Okay, everyone? Here's the thing. The average person switches careers a few times. My favorite author didn't write his first book until he was 50. Okay? Mm. Like... He was switching. Who's your favorite People author? switch up. Lloyd C. Douglas, the author of The Road oh, and The Magnificent Obsession. Cool. So He's good. Amazing. So good. But he that he was one of the biggest authors in his time. And you think, oh, if I choose this path, I'm done. I can't choose anything else. So I'm not gonna choose anything. But as my mother would say, it's not your last meal. Pick a path, go down it, and only then will you know if that path is right for you. Mm. And if it's not right, guys, guess what? Skr skr. There's another one. And not that saying, one's not right. Not saying it's gonna be easy. Skr skr. Just like skr skr. Okay, you got this. Not saying You're it's gonna be easy though. Stuck and We're not saying, oh, it's so easy to switch. We're not saying don't yes, be like yes, it's yes. hard. No, it's hard. We're not saying it's not hard. It's definitely but hard. We're it's not, saying not that. that much harder than picking your first path. Yes. You know? yeah. It's not that much harder than living a life that you hate forever. Yep. Yeah. I'm saying the options are out there and you can choose to take them. They are hard roads. We have mountains to climb. But you're never stuck. It's you're like only as legs. stuck as you make yourself. Guys, life is like oh. one of those um, apps where you like choose what? your story. Oh my god! And you're like, oh so, my no, god! Those apps are like life. Like boyfriend, <laughs> break up or keep. <laughs> oh, those two. Oh, oh, That's what. It is. Oh no. Okay, so Dan, we'll start you off with this one unless you want Kat to start off. Um, I just have a little. They got. They got one more little piece um, I have a little lecture in the book that I actually read on my Instagram story the other day. It was pretty <laughs> nice. Um, and I just want to reiterate that in this podcast in case anyone has not read that or didn't process it. Um, maybe go was on a processing listening? walk. Um, oh, yes! So, basically, guys, my problem is I want to, I want to like, speak loudly, but this keeps falling off. Okay. Oh, I feel like just I can't go talk with loud with my headphones because it's so quiet. Mm. So, listen. We have this idea in our minds that our parents, our friends, our brothers, I don't know, I'm just coming with people, our, our boyfriend, aunts, our, our husband, whatever, <laughs> anyone in the whole world, Santa Claus, has to decide what you want to do. Like when you are in- what? I didn't have that idea. Yeah, what? No, no, no. I never thought No, that. I'm saying a lot of people- Santa, what should I be? Shut up. A I lot of young st- people specifically, I'm mainly talking to high think schoolers their parents here, have to tell them think that, to live? No, or just or their, their friends. friends. Like, the oh, has to tell them. the world, like you want to do this as a career or like you want to go to this school or like you're going to like, mm. so here's my message that there I said so loud and TikToks clear. There are so many TikToks about that. Are there? Mm. Yes. Here's my message. You, going along with Amy's, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Unless someone is literally threatening your life, you can choose your life. You can choose your destiny. So my point of this is stop doing things you don't want to do. If you are going to go to a college because your mom or your dad was like, you really should do this because I want this for you, but you know deep in your soul, this is not my passion. I don't want to major in that. I don't want to do this. You don't have to listen. You don't have to do it, okay? If you, I said this in the book, if you are in a relationship because all of your friends are in relationships and you're like, oh, I just need this boyfriend, but you don't like him that much. You don't have to be in the relationship. 
time. I'm just trying to empower you all as you go through this life journey of choosing things that it is your destiny. It's your life. Even if you're 17, even if you're underage, like, yes, you can't make all your decisions when you're still in your parents' house, but once you get out, like, you literally make every decision in your life. What you eat, how much you pay for your house, what you're going to do today. Every single thing you choose. So don't think, oh, I just have to do what everyone wants me to do. Like, I have to just be um, submitted to the pressure of the world. You don't. You don't have to submit. You can do what you want to do. What yeah. should they, we should tell them, what should they do when people give them information? What, the sh- what should they do with the information people tell them? Okay, here's what, what I will say. What do we do with that information? If someone suggests something to you, if someone says, hey, maybe you should do this or whatever with your life, you hear what people say, listen to people, hear them out, and then say, do I agree with this? Maybe if you're religious, pray about it. Does this sit well with me? My gut feeling? Whatever it is for you. Does it make sense? Does it make sense to me? And, or maybe in general. Figure out why. Why does it make sense? Why Why does it not make sense? Is this what I want? Is this what I'm passionate about? And once you've gone through that, if you still disagree with that person, you don't have to change your mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just be open-minded to life and realize there's not one thing that you have to do because of any circumstance. Yeah, and as Christina said one time in our concert, nobody else has to look you in the mirror before you go to bed every yes. night. You do. Just you. Just you. Yeah, and I'm going to give you one qu- last little thing to cap it off with career. <coughs> if you're at the point where you're just looking for what you want to do or maybe you're in a career right now, you're not super happy with it, I thought of four things that you can easily kind of like measure to say like, what should my priorities be in choosing a career or changing? So these are, these are kind of the four things from what I've seen at the age of 27. I'm so old. Um, you know, just like with my own career, my friends, my sisters and stuff. So these four things are the things you should be looking in for in a job. And I would say that if you don't have all of these, you're probably not going to be very fulfilled. Um, so the first thing is, um, gifts using, we kind of talked about this, but using what you are personally good at in your job is going to make you feel fulfilled. So if you're in a job where you absolutely hate organization and administration stuff, and that's what your job is, you're gonna hate it. So I would say do something that goes with your gifts. That's the first thing. Second, growth. You want a job where you can be growing and you can be challenged as a person. Now, part of this might be your job's function, like it's just naturally the tasks force you to grow, or this could actually be more on you. Maybe you're teaching and you've been teaching for years. You can continue to read new books about how to be a better teacher, how to relay information in a more effective way. Mm. So personal growth, maybe your job just naturally has tasks or you learn that yourself. Mm. Um, the third thing is integrity. You, you, you're you not going to be happy in a job where you're screwing people over. <laughs> so no matter how rich you are or how much money you're making, if you are not treating people with respect and dignity, mm. then you're not going to be happy. Mm. So that's the third thing, integrity. And the last thing is service. You are going to be fulfilled in a job where you yes. are serving other people. So using your gifts in a way that serves people. If you're thinking more about yourself, like, oh, I want to do this job because this is going to make me look good. This mm. is going to make me have all this money and power. You're never going to be happy. You're constantly going to be looking for the approval of others. But if you're in a job where you're thinking about how can you serve other people, you will be happy. You will be fulfilled. So those four things, I'll say them one more time. Gifts, growth, integrity, and service. That's what I would say. That's good. All right, guys. I'm going to do a live reading from our chapter, (laughs) Your Future. Our chapter, our book, and the chapter called Your Future. Our book, Don't worry about me, guys. I'm fine. Okay, so I wrote this part, so I'm going to read it. Few things in life should be taken more seriously than cultivating a healthy, positive mindset. It all starts with how you talk to yourself. Whether you're aware or not, there's a conversation going on in your head throughout the entire day, every day. Sometimes it's conscious, but other times it's more of a subconscious voice. Sometimes it's not even you talking, but you're replaying quotes from the past, things other people have said. Maybe you even hear a meaner, more critical voice. Whatever it may be, it's up to you to control the constant conversation. The tricky part about changing the conversation from one that drags you down to one that empowers you is that it's not enough to simply be like, stop the negative thinking. Instead, every negative thought must be replaced by a positive one. If a positive change is to take place, this is all about awareness and effort. Become aware of what you are thinking throughout the day and make the effort to consciously give yourself pep talks and say positive things. Replace all those negatives with positives. This will change your life drastically. Then I have an example of replacing them. I'll read like two of them. I can't do anything right. Replace that with, 
I'm allowed to make mistakes. I learn from them and get better mm. every day. Or instead of being like, I'm too scared, I'm too scared, you can say, I'm courageous and brave. Because being courageous doesn't mean you're not scared. It just means you're scared, but you want to do something anyway, right? doesn't mean you're not scared. I should just give up. Tomorrow is always a fresh start. I will keep going. So notice we're not ignoring and going, nothing happened. Nothing's wrong. We're not doing that. We're dealing with what it is and just having a positive spin on it, one that doesn't make us miserable and make us hate our lives. So if you want to read more, get Believe in You. It's available everywhere online. It's an awesome book. And we're going to do Sister Spotlight now to end this episode. Every single episode, one sister gets the spotlight. It could be Lauren's take, Get Real with Christina, Sappy Thoughts with Kath, Amy's Current Crisis, Exposing Lisa's Weird Past, or Danny's Love Hate List. And today it is... Ding! Sappy Thoughts with Kath. All right. Goodness. Gotta pull out the shawl for this one. I feel like we need to pull out hazmat suits now oh, oh my god <laughs> i am comfortable with having a good laugh at Catherine's weirdness <laughs> what come on everyone Nerd. needs some sap in your life i don't care how cold and heartless you are everyone oh. needs some sap okay no matter if you deny it or not you know what here's a theory what if people that are the most opposed to sap actually are the sappiest on the inside oh, that's true i believe it based on lisa's journal <laughs> entries all right go for it oh me I oh love my sappy stuff. all right so Today's oh, um, segment was actually, Christina was the one that gave me this idea. It's called <laughs> The Joys of Tea. Um, oh, it also could be called yes. Your like, Love of Tea. My Love of Tea. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I love tea. Not I've been the sassy internet kind. Yeah. No, real no, no, no. Opposite. The heartwarming kind. So no, wait, original. I got a good title. A Word on Tea. Okay. There I mean, go. any of those, they all work. So, I, okay, my history of tea. I started drinking tea when I was about 12 years old, maybe younger. And here's a weird little story on that. I used to um, help out at my church office. I brought in this giant plastic, like, canteen thing. It was, like, see-through. And I don't know what canteen, I don't know if that's the right word. But I I used to have, this is how my tea started. I drank black, I think it was English breakfast tea, with milk and sugar mm. and i just had this giant thing of it and it's a 12 year old i brought it into the office oh. and one day the priest was like what is that <laughs> he started this like murky looking like blackish anyway that was my that was where i started with my tea so when i was younger i used to always have tea with milk and sugar that was my go-to but when i got older i discovered that i had a very bad lactose intolerance so mm. i shifted to taking milk out of my tea and i really came over to the honey side i love honey <laughs> honey is honestly okay so i think the reason i love tea this is kind of where i wanted to start is i really i say this all the time it's so sappy but it's true oh, no. i really think there's two things that not only warm your body but they warm your heart <laughs> and i think oh, that is no. tea and soup but oh, maybe i was gonna say in warm baths that's three. No, no, no okay, I'm talking about things you can consume. Oh, whatever. So maybe, maybe I'll do another through, segment though. on soup because that's a whole other story. Oof, yeah. But I Soup's love tea. I can get behind that. Guys, so, let her do her segment. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was where my love of tea started. I was very young. Um, and I'd like to say, just a little rundown, there's different <laughs> teas for different occasions. So let's just briefly go over them. So there's green. That's more from the Asian tradition of tea. Um, green, when I think of green tea, I think of a zing. So maybe first thing in the morning, you pop out of bed, you're going to want a cup of green tea. It'll get you going in your day. Um, if you want to be more of like a caffeinated, like kind of person, then I would say uh, black tea. Mm. That's more from the English tradition where they tend to drink it with like milk or cream or whatever, oh, you know, yeah. like afternoon tea. That's not really my thing. Yeah. I would say I'm much more on the Asian side of things versus, I don't know if it's American or not or where it started, but just European. the different herbs and like chamomile. I'm not sure where that part, that little okay. intersection. So I would say I've gone through a lot of things. I used to love green tea and really be on that kick for a while. But now I'm on the kick of herbal tea. Oh, yes. I love herbal tea. My favorite is chamomile. But my second, I would say, would be like a lemon ginger. Mm. And what I love is that there's really teas for like every occasion. So like you want to relax. You drink like a nice chamomile with some vanilla. Mm. Um, you want to just reflect to me. I, that's more of like a lemon ginger. Um, you want to celebrate the holiday season. There's a really great tea from Trader Joe's. Um, it's the candy cane green tea. It's decaf. Don't Girl worry. Fist pumping and in it's the got back of like room. Um, her favorite cinnamon, tea. vanilla, 
chamomile. Oh, it's so good. Actually, I don't think it has chamomile, but it has like Wait, all that's these candy cane. It's it's candy cane. Cause cause it's, oh, it's peppermint. I forgot to say peppermint. Yeah. Most important part. So yeah, there's really teas <laughs> for all different occasions. Next up is mugs. Your mug selection is important. Mm. Um, it really depends on who you are. I have poured probably hundreds of cups oh of tea God. for my friends because I love when my friends come over. And this is another thing. Oh, side note. I drink tea, hot tea, all year round. I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside and I'm sweating. I will drink a cup You're of hot sure. tea. I don't care. Um, but I've poured so many for my friends and I've realized some people are not big tea drinkers. I feel like they just say yes to um, to appease you. But for me, I'm a big tea drinker. And when I say that, I mean I will get the biggest mug I can find and fill that thing with probably three cups of tea, and that'll be my one serving. So, and I mean, it's you put multiple bags in for that? Sometimes you do, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So anyway, your mug. I actually, my favorite mug I have is this reindeer mug that I got at Goodwill, (laughs) and it is giant. If I see a giant mug, I am so happy. I love (laughs) a giant mug. If I see a small mug, I'm like, it just doesn't do it for me. It's got to be big. Really got So if you ever get me a mug, give me a big one, okay? <laughs> to all my friends watching this, getting my next Christmas present. Oh okay. Oh, my gosh. All right. Next, I want to say the ideal atmosphere for a tea, like this is if you're really going all out, is if there's a thunderstorm outside. That what? is the best time to make tea. You get your favorite book. You unplug from your if phone. If you're going all out so you make a thunderstorm. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, saying, tea. I'm saying that's the ideal circumstance and my all-time favorite. And second to that would be sharing it with a friend. I just think something about having a tea, it really opens up the conversation. Like having tea? I think no, just I having that warmth in your hand, it really makes you more oh, receptive no. to like a really good heart-to-heart. Ah. Um, ah. So yeah, I think that is that's my last point. Um, I say yeah, tea is best when shared with a friend, and some of my very best conversations have been over a good old cup of hot tea. Wow, thank that's all I got to say today, guys. Thanks, wow, that was Sappy Thoughts with Kath. I would like to say this segment was my idea, so you can thank me for this. Great stuff. You're welcome. I because this started from me just saying things around the house, and then which I didn't realize were weird. So they all went, oh my. <laughs> it's just funny. I thought we had to bring it out here. Okay, guys, we got to get going. You got to get going. We'll see you guys later. See you in our next episode. If you're, on, if you're on Patreon, we'll see you in our next episode. See Otherwise, ya. we'll see you in season four. Woo! Yes! But you should definitely join our Patreon so you can see the other half of this season and the other half of season two. And our series that's on Patreon only, which is called Things We Don't Talk About. And it is some vulnerable personal topics on that where each of us has our own episode. It's really good. So you're going to want to join our Patreon. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us in the Zimmerly Podcast. We'll see you in season four. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Simarelli Podcast. Follow Simarelli on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find Simarelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. 